Chris Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, today for another faction reaction for the Disciples of Gene. <laughs> Gene. <laughs> oh, no. The YouTube fans will be like, this isn't professional. I'm turning the first five seconds that you get to capture the YouTube audience. I failed. I failed. Oh, please do join us for the rest of the show, though. The Disciples of Zinch. This is Joe Cryer. Some people may have seen him on the internet, oh. and other people may have seen him at the back of emo shows crying. And Joe is here. <laughs> Joe is here to talk about Disciples That's where I got my last name from, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, to do a Disciples of Zinch show, uh, where we're going to be talking about faction reaction like we have done for all of the other factions. Uh, just a quick one, Joe, you well? How's things? I'm good. I'm alive, man. Uh, just hanging out at home, getting some painting done for a tournament this weekend. So uh, nice. But you're taking your Lumineth Realm Lords this weekend, right? Oh yeah, it's still on the rabbit Naruto train. Yeah, good. <laughs> Take the fox. The foxes of joy is what they are. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are watching this for the first time, don't forget this is be, this is a podcast as well. If you like podcasts, and also uh, this is live on Twitch in front of an amazing audience. Malk, Shugo, sorry again. Ghost Runner TV, Gangster Pairs of Dice, Mandollies, loads of great people. Freddy Fat Fingers. Uh, so they're all there live. We're going to ask some questions as we go through this. Uh, now, Joe's played a lot of Disciples of Zinch. He also writes articles for Goonhammer um, on uh, um, uh, Age of Sigmar. So uh, he's got some he's got some uh, credence uh, in the field, as they say. So, Joe, talk to me about Zinch in Age of Sigmar 2. How did they play? What were their play styles? What list did we see? What was strong? So I know when they first dropped the easy button, like the easy mode, easy button that people started to jump to right away was to be Tornal Conflagration, which was like a, they gave their whole army plus one rend, they took a whole bunch of flamers and pinks and shooting birds, and they just shot everyone off the table. Um, I know when it, when the book first dropped, you and I both kind of looked at the Host Arcanum mm -hmm. right off the bat as like a really powerful play style, like especially when people got over the shock and awe of the flamers. Um, Host Arcanum came around later on and to really stick it out towards the end as well. Um, with some other faction, I think the one other, only other faction that was playable, um, at least com like on the top end competitively, was the Host Duplicatus, which had you just can't retreat from the whole army. So, so <laughs> yeah, was James. Yeah, su super, super competent army actually in. Um, so the, the sub factions is what Joe's talking about. Really, there were three sub factions, mm -hmm. and because they're quite well done, really, they change up your playstyle so significantly. So the archetypes you had were. Uh, like Joe was saying, you got plus one rend on all of your shooting attacks, so your flamers and also, which were very, very cheap at one point. Last year, HB, they went up to 140. They started out with 120, which is madness. Uh, and uh, they also get bonuses <laughs> against hordes as well. And then the pink fires, uh, pink fire even from, from um, uh, Magical Finger, sorry, uh, from the pink flame, uh, oh my god, the pink pinks. horrors. Yeah. <laughs> pink horrors. Oh my god. Uh, the pink horrors. So yeah. You, Are you okay? I know, not today. It's too early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was what he's talking about. Rem one on all of that, and then with the faint master, you got the re rolls, right? So that was a, that was mm -hmm. a big one, and then Zinch Archeon was probably pretty famous. Yeah, Zinch Archeon was really famous. Um, the yeah, the plus one, plus two to hits for the flamers, the plus one to wound was really big. And then my play style that I brought to a few events, like when the like one or two that I got to go to over the last year and a half with Zinch was. Um, it was Host Arcanum Change Host with Fate Weaver attached to it. Uh, and then I went back and forth on a few extra support heroes. Um, so just, just like in case anyone doesn't know, remind, remind us what Host Arcanum does. 
Post Arcanum was uh, the faction that focuses around screamers in its like in its lore and in its, in some uh, some of its rules. Uh, so what would happen is your screamers would become battle line, and you could spend a command point to make your screamers plus one save and plus one rend because normally they're three attacks, no rend, one damage, um, and a five up save. So that actually makes them kind of durable. Plus being a negative one hit, being Zinch demons was really helpful, and they're very mobile. And once per game, you could summon a free pack of six of them. And you got one t- turns one, three, and five. You got an auto dispel without needing to roll dice or anything. It, you just had a dispel scroll one, one, three, and five. Which is wild when you add that to Kairos, who changes the dice roll. So, like, you could shut down a spell as well mm-hmm. or create like a, an unbind and then Destiny dice to choose to unbind, not including Lord of Change and Kairos, who the highest roll becomes uh, the highest single dice on a, an unbinding attempt becomes the other one. So, like, the ability to shut down the opponent's magic phase in Host Arcanum might be the strongest available in Age of Sigmar, I would say. The only one that could maybe fight it uh, would be it's either Teclas or Nagash in the unbinding attempts, but even then, like it, the amount of control you had over someone else's like hero phase spell wise was immense. And that, so for my entire Zinch career, which has been the entire like since its first book to now, um, I thought the Cursling was bad. Like he was just a waste of points. Like back in the original Change House days, Lumineth Realm Lords book one release. That, because um, then, then we had Teclas, right? And protection of Teclas affects all friendly units within 18. So in Host Arcanum, you're Cursling. We just look at Teclas, tell him no to casting protection of, of Teclas. And then he would cast protection of Teclas, giving your whole Zinch army a 5 up funeral pain. Amazing. I never ended up playing against, yeah, I never ended up playing against Teclas with Cursling. But he was in the list just in case. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of i mean that might apply now there's a lot there's a lot but we'll talk about that more in the future uh when we goes on to the winners and losers so we had zinch like you can't uh, so you talk we were talking about host arcanum um so that pre-game move but that pre-game move was so important on big popper archeon himself right we saw that play a lot yep wasn't it was the tournament in australia that had like 12 of those same lists Mm. at the event yeah yeah. yeah. So that pregame move, because it's a flying uh, a flying unit in Zinch gets a pregame move. Archeon obviously has uh, Zinch keyword, uh, and then you've got so many amazing spells which you don't really have use for on any other models in the Zinch book. Like uh, like uh, Shield of Fate, maybe. Plus one to hit. Yeah, but plus one to hit, plus yeah. one to wound, uh, which is another spell called. Um, I can't remember. What I've called. never. <laughs> Uh, Infusion Arcanum. Infusion Arcanum. Yep. Um, uh, it doesn't. Um, that's also obviously super useful as well on uh, on Archeon, as is most importantly the arcane transformation to plus one attack on his sword is really nice. Yeah, and then also uh, they would also use the agendas. So Zinch have agendas that you can do, and on a nine plus to charge, you get to add plus one attack profile to a unit for the rest of the game. That works pretty well on Big Popper A as well. Uh, so those are the Zinch. Um, host, uh, so this is a Zinch host Arcanum list. We also saw some control lists, didn't we, from um, uh, uh, Host Duplicitous, where you can't retreat. Yep, we saw the yeah, Change House really, really controlling. Uh, they'd have 10 to 20 pack of pinks, which is 50 to 100 wounds, as we've all heard by now, uh, which you can't retreat from anything in the army. So I know James is running that faction with a whole bunch of uh, spells that make spawn when they kill things. So you would not be able to retreat from the spawn that he would make on the corner of your unit. And then uh, like you can teleport your pinks into range and charge them with the 9-inch fate dice. 
and just hold down an entire army with them not able to move you have control of the entire board um yeah and then for controlling that was actually how my change how my host arcanum list worked was i would scout instead of archeon i would scout fate weaver and lord of change and cast spells into your t into your table turn one and then they would walk back behind all my stuff and just bunker down after casting everything turn one interesting interesting so okay so talk to me about the strengths and weaknesses for zinch in two like what were like what were the uh, what were the strengths and, and were there weaknesses like let's talk about the last year specifically yeah i uh, unless you were bringing archeon there really wasn't any combat threat that the army had um so you would have to kind of pick i, I guess depending on your list you would pick if you wanted mortal wound hero phase damage if you wanted shooting phase damage or if you wanted combat damage like you'd have to pick specifically which one you're going to build into because if you kind of go as a all as like a one of each your list is going to be kind of spread out too uh, too thin any in, in, in any one category um so like you either go heavy on the mortal wounds and the hero phase or you go heavy in the shooting or you go heavy in the combat and that's kind of going to depict where your list is going to go which so was how so which so if i wanted to go into combat in zinch for instance where would i have where would i have gone usually that would have been usually like the archaeon lists the marauder like adding marauders um for a little while you could do enlightened but i believe they went up twice within like point wise in that for that last book yeah. um so the one they when you first had them they were pretty cheap then they slowly crept up in points to getting higher than eels and uh we all know how that goes when you're trying to be a combat army um they were still mobile enough but with like skyfires being over 200 points and the combat enlightened being close to if not 200 points but being a five up save it just wasn't wasn't worth your while so, so that's you'd switch over to archaeon for 800 points would give you 20 wounds on a three up and can kill pretty much anything you want yeah 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 okay and then so if i wanted to go shooting in the last edition where would i go Yep, so the the, uh, the Eternal Configuration lists were heavy in either pinks, flamers, or exalted flamers, or a mix of all three of those. Um, usually in the chain shows because they could one-drop. Yeah. And five exalted flamers back in that list would kill Archeon in one shot, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Especially when you run, you could run bricks of you could <laughs> you could run bricks of exalted flamers as well, like a unit of six. So if you took them down to one, we saw Daniil do that at the yep. super series super well. Um, and you take them down to one, you could use fold reality and potentially get all five of the exalted flamers back. So regenerating five hundred points. Yes, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, super. Run two teleporting eighteen inch shots, d three damage a piece. Let's go. <laughs> Very strong. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so that was combat. And then, if I wanted to do magic output, like I know, obviously, there's lots of spells. But where did the where did the magic output actually come from specifically? Uh, from what I saw the most, and from what I used the most, it was Fate Weaver, a Lord of Change, and the uh, the Change Caster. Um, shortly, I believe it was shortly after the summer, uh, the summer GHB. Um, they retconned the FAQ on the change caster, allowing him, allowing him to cast as many times as he wants, as long as he's rolling a nine plus. So giving the plus one to cast from the Lord of Change command ability, uh, or a plus uh, is giving him reroll casting, and your fate dice, he would have access to like five or six spells a turn. So he would give you five or six spells as long as you're rolling a nine plus, and then Fate Weaver uh, was a three cast wizard off the bat with Cogs. He's a four. My favorite trick with the Cogs, uh, or with Fate Weaver and a regular Lord of Change, was cast Cogs turn one. Fate Weaver slows down time, 
they get an extra spell because cogs used to only give plus one spell to one person um instead of everyone within six i uh, would give it to one then uh on turn two fate weaver would slow it on time again get reroll saves and plus one cast and then either him or the lord of change would eat it so they'd remove it from the table and then someone else would cast cogs again and then the other bird would slow down time being able to cast an additional spell and reroll saves because the effect lasts until your next hero phase, not in, not while the spell was up. So you could have both effects going at the same time. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. So you'd have a three-cast order change and a four-cast Yeah, and there were cast. some good spells, right? You have access to, I think, them, there's there's four, like, there's three 3d6, sorry, so there's three 1d6 mortal wound spell and a fourth flat six mortal wound spell available like straight off the bat you've got the law spell you have the change caster spell uh, and then you've also got the ogroid spell for 3d6 mortal wounds and then uh, you've also got a flat d6 the fifth one is going to be the change caster is going to be d6 as well yes yeah okay no, 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 yeah. I, I encountered him sorry the change caster's one oh gotcha yeah, yeah yeah so he's the fourth um and the ogroid and then the flat six ones um so yeah like you, i mean that's a lot of mortal wounds and the lord of change is on average six as well with his nine dice on threes he does on average about six or seven yeah so so yeah you do a ton of mortal wounds all over the place yeah yeah so that's really good okay so uh yeah play style by the way so just for everyone at home obviously i do the agency my stat center every monday zinch were doing very very well like they were always they were always 60 plus percent um change host like what list featured just like we talked about change host uh whether they be in hosted blisters for a more control deck which we generally saw more in team play uh um zinch archeon everywhere all the time with a Bray Shaman, just gunning it at your opponent. Be like, can you handle this big boy? Also in Zinchi's minus one to hit, which is mental, uh, because you reroll sixes to hit against <laughs> yep. him. Like, we could talk about it all day. He's got a spell ignore. Loads of mad mad stuff. Um, and then we also saw, like Joe was talking about, Eternal Conflagration change host lists as well, um, which were also uh, available. So there's change host, the core battalion that's gone away. Uh, sorry, the War Scroll battalion that's gone away now. Um, and then you saw Archeon. So you said all those sorts of things. All right, Age of Sigma three joe talk to me about that before we get into winners and losers for zinch how did you feel how do you feel about age of sigmar three right now uh with a tournament on the way where what are your pros cons like uh, where you at i think uh the rule system is really clean um i like pretty much all of it it's gonna be um i know talking with jacob barry and joe pagano they were saying that like this game is about remembering like who can remember the most and apply it properly during the game um that's what it was before and it's exceptionally going to be that now um in in third edition remembering when your monster abilities trigger remembering your hero phase abilities remembering if you get a command point every turn like just everything that's new on top of everything that was going on uh, there's just going to be a lot more just to remember and it's like all these cheat sheets that people keep making the score sheets that people keep using um, if we ever, if, if anyone ever makes an app to keep track of like your score during the game, it's all going to be super like necessary because there's so much more bookkeeping now when it comes to just the regular game, let alone adding in an army on top of it. And especially an army like Disciple of Zinch. Um, I think my current Zinch list that I'm trying out, every wizard has two spells, so the hero section there's like an entire page of text and then it's the rest of the units like in the like in like in the army it's just there's so much more bookkeeping now on top of like as the faction and as the game 
So. Yeah, so so you think a lot of bookkeeping? Okay, what about the command abilities and those things? You got any hot takes on that? You're, you're happy with it? You think bookkeeping's going to be higher? Um, I haven't played three tournaments now, actually, <laughs> already. Um, I would agree with you, but I think things like the cheat sheet, which is in the link, um, and things like the uh, scorecard. I think the scorecard is mandatory, by the way like uh, a printout of that scorecard, which is free. It's included in the show notes uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Um, it's also on the Ultra Wargame website, uh, on the AOS scoring blog, which I did yesterday, and it's also in the chat. Um, I think it's mandatory at an event for you, like just for you, for your own your own mind. Like, oh, what did I choose last time? Like, I think that's really important to rack up the scores. Uh, but yeah, I think bookkeeping is 100%. Anything else that kind of strikes you about the game? Do you think shooting's better? Do you think combat's better? Like, oh, absolutely. Shooting is absolutely better. Um, and like one of the only ways I think that's going to be able to counter some of the overwhelming shooting armies is going to be the God characters like, um, like Marathi or Archeon or I mean, maybe Nagash, maybe Gotrek, but I mean, like, like you've seen Gotrek die to overwatching tanks, right? Like there's going to be factions that can just do that. And the fact that they gave shooting another, Tool. phase to shoot in yeah like another tool that allows you to shoot again like that's what made the bow snake so terrifying and yeah you can't have 20 bow snakes anymore in daughters of cain but you can have 15 of them shoot three times now versus just twice yes which so you're so you're actually so you're actually netting 10 more shots or like five more shots or whatever and it's just like i know helon and lumineth they get an extra shot if you're within three inches of them so when you charge them their units that are overwatching you get an extra shot apiece so it's like they made shooting so much better. So the being able to project your threats and project your damage is going to be massive in this new edition. And your ability to move on top of that is going to be insane. So like mo- movement, like me and you've always agreed, movement is key in both this and 40k, right? And this is going to be even better. So like screamers being able to move 16 inches, um, the birds moving is it 12, 14 inches. I think it's 12, something like that. Now, like flying, flight's going to be major. The spell to make you fly or being able to teleport um, is going to be really important on top. Just because you need to either get into the things that can shoot you and lock them down or project your power to them and shut them down just by killing them at range yourself. And Zinch have probably got one of the best tools in the world in Gift of Change from Kairos, right? Yeah, like, it's just perfect. Oh, yeah. uh, Overwatch, thanks, Jacob Berry, for asking in the chat. Gorgeous to see you here. Uh, Jacob Berry is uh, uh, asking what Overwatch is. Obviously, if you play the Sigma, it's a 40k term for um, the uh, Unleash Hell, the standard shooting ability um, for people who, who, who don't know. Kairos got the ability to obviously turn, do six mortal wounds flat from his gift to change, and if he kills a model, um, he, can, uh, he can pop a little spawn within three inches, uh, which is so useful. Uh, for shutting down shooting units very good <laughs> and re- and redeploys if you're trying to actually get into combat with something yeah of course oh yeah of course um <laughs> i mean so good uh okay so let's talk about winners and losers in zinch then like talk to me about the winners i uh, i think i mean it, it's it, just being a blanket term or like a blanket buff was cogs was the cogs rework okay so do you want to tell people uh, what being that able is? to give every ca- 
Yeah, so like like I mentioned earlier, Cogs used to be plus one cast to one wizard that was within range of it. Now the range is shorter, so it used to be within like nine. You'd you'd be able to manipulate the cogs. Now it's anyone within six, you get plus one cast or turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an army that benefits from spells being cast, this is incredible. In a new game system where you can add an extra spell to every wizard, mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, Having run cogs in each bought... for nine tournament games. <laughs> It's mental. Like that's the only words for it. Like it's it's truly mental. Like it's I, I <laughs> like I would generate. I, what did I? One game I generated forty five fate points in one game. Like and we got to turn four. We didn't even finish. Like it's madness. So yeah. many. The game. The, yeah, the game that I've played so far with this. Uh, I've brought three endless spells. One so cogs, geminids, and shackles, uh, and for three turns in a row, I forgot to cast shackles and geminids because I had cast so many other spells that I just like I ran out of spells, like I ran out of wizards to cast the spells, and it was like three phases later in the game, I was like, oh, I have these two other endless spells that I paid for and completely forgot. And it didn't matter because I had blown half the army off the table anyway. I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, here we are. <laughs> it's just, it's too much. Like, it was really cool giving Lord of Ch- both Lord of Change and Fate Weaver an extra cast with their ability to eat the endless spell at any point during the, like, the hero phase to cast it again. And now I just don't have to worry about that, and it goes to everybody. It's unreal. Like, in an army that's... So it was really important, like in my opinion, it was really important to summon a, new, a brand new Exalted Flamer every turn uh, in second edition Zinch because you needed that forward, like forward, uh, you needed to be able to project your power more and just having an extra Exalted Flamer every turn allowed you to do that. I mean, you could easily be summoning a 10 squad of pinks every turn. I don't think easily. No. I think, well, you could easily if you built for it. Like, yes. yeah, if you like, yep. so blue scribe for re-rolls um, and then like blue scribes for re-rolls or you could go into um, host of Plistus and get the re-rolls via that way as well. Um, I, but I agree with you. Yeah, you, if you build for it, otherwise, like, because I've been running not the summoning version of the list um, mm. and I've just run like just a, sometimes just a change caster in Kairos. And I was like, <laughs> like, I felt like I like I was like, <laughs> I've got too many spells, especially the change caster's ability to roll a nine, re- keep casting madness like by the way if you want the most fun you can have in zinch you have a change caster and then you stick him near cogs and then you just yep. keep you keep trying to proc nines to cast my max is seven it was everything he was a monster because that was another spell like it's just crazy. <laughs> i made mine a monster too. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there like a little pink monster he's like i got seven spells you're like uh, amazing like it's seven fate points that's like five away that's five away from getting yourself that exalted flamer that joe's talking about like with so, one dude who's 135 points yeah with one dude like <laughs> it's nuts like it's nuts. So yeah, cogs, big win for. I think Zinch have gone up, gone up a level or a. So they lost Change Host. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a bit. Sorry, you carry on. I'm asking you. Yep. It's not my. It's not me doing the reaction. So <laughs> winners is winner no, is cogs. Like I'm all about this. Yeah, winner is cogs. Yeah. So that helped the entire hero uh, section of it. Um, the ability to push pinks instead of twenty max is unreal. Like I don't care if they can rally or not. I don't care if they can 
get life swarmed or not until you're below 30 brimstones i i don't care like you said you've played with 30 pinks and they I never have. died never died like like i could have told and you and i wasn't using that, rally like, two weeks ago and I wasn't using Rally. Like, I was playing the worst no. version. You have to go below the starting unit size. So you yeah, have to yeah, go yeah. below 10 yeah, 29 brims. brims. Yeah, 29 brims. One pink. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Without that, I could have told you four weeks ago that that was bent. <laughs> well, it's not bent, though, because it doesn't do anything. Like, the interesting bit is, is I built it to make it be as playable as possible, right? So, like, pinks, mm. I, would, I gave them rend, so I took them in Eternal Conflagration. Yep. I gave them the re-rolls from the Fate Master, so, like, I made them yep. as killy as I could make them, and I was just running into our two-up armor saves being like, cool. <laughs> cool. Like, sea but, breaking like, upon rocks. It was useless. But unless they're fighting a lore seeker, they're going to take whatever objective they're on, and potentially... Like more than one because there's 150 models there. Oh, you, so and you can only take could... one with a unit. Did they switch that now? Yeah, the yeah. new one. I missed that. If I did, okay. But still, it's like they could do so. That, but they could have 150 models in that in the in that unit, regardless. Or is it max 60. 30? They can have up to 60. Yeah, but that 60 can count as 120 with one of the agendas. Like. Because if they get onto any other objective, they're going to take it from someone. Because there's just too many of them, and they're never going to die. So it's like... Yeah. Like, it might not kill anything, but if it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to. Okay, that so... whole unit can... Te- yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that whole unit can teleport with the... Um, I call him Mr. Scoot Scoot, but Luchon the Soul Seeker. Because it's a wizard. He can teleport the 30-man pink squad 12 inches away drop them on an objective. They don't necessarily need change at that point just because they'll move with the boat every turn. Yeah. Until the boat gets dispelled. But like, I don't know. Like, that's just unreal. It's just a wall. And like, if you take that in the duplicitous host where you can't retreat from it, all of a sudden that's a 150 wound unit that you can't retreat from. Very good. I think that again, that would work really well in team lists. So Cogs are a winner. Cogs are a winner. Oh, yeah. Pinks are a winner, um, irregardless of what happens yeah. with the FAQ. And I played them the worst way possible. <laughs> and I think that they're a winner. Yeah. If they let them rally yeah. from ten into more pinks, they went down five points, man. Yeah. Like if they let if like if they FAQ them so that they can rally like some pedants want them to, then I don't even know what to say. Like. I don't know what to say. Like <laughs> you, you almost don't even want to split. You just want do like the like the two plus to do immortal wounds spite damage when they die. Yeah. You'd be like, whatever. All right, whatever. I'm gonna, get like, <laughs> I'm gonna banner them back and then I'm gonna rally apparently. Like just like no one wants that. No one I'm a siege player, Joseph's each player. None of us want that to happen. Uh all right, so pink's are big winners. What else is big winners in your opinion? Um Let's see. I think the the coalition rules actually is a, is a big winner. So being able to take the Bray Shaman as a Zinch uh, hero. Can you explain it to us? Just please? for free now. Yeah. So how the coalition units work um, is similar to allies, but now that battle now that factions are based on the battle tome and not based on keywords. Uh, being chaos, they're kind of like cities of Sigmar where they can take other units from different books. 
So one in four units can be a beastman unit, and then they just gain the Zinch keyword. And two in four units out of your army can be Slaves of Darkness, and they have to have the Mark of Chaos keyword, and then they give get given the Zinch keyword. Um, and then they just be, then they're just part of your book as if they, just like they were in 2.0. Um, but they just have more requirements that way. But now that the battalion is free, because you just get the Zinch keyword for your beastman, you can just have the Bray Shaman with Fate Weaver without having it to be an ally. So you can take more expensive allies with the Bray Shaman. Um, you don't have to take a battalion that doesn't do anything that you need it to. And you get, if you want Ungor for screening, Ungor Raiders for the, for the redeploy before the game starts. If you want, you know, there might be something that hits better or in, in, in beasts like Skyfires or Enlightened and Beasts are cheaper. So if you take them via the, the Coalition, they're cheaper than taking them out of the Siege book. Um, so that aspect of the Coalition side actually got a little bit better. Um, and people bringing, including myself, bringing the Bray Shaman and Fate Weaver in an army where you can scout Fate Weaver six inches before the game starts and then pull one of your opponent's units D6, 2D6 inches closer to your army. Now they're whatever unit you picked is in range of all your other wizards, all your other combat, all your shooting, and you can really scalpel out what what target you want to kill before they get to go, especially if you're able to put all this in a one-drop uh, battalion, which you very easily can these days. Uh, you very, very easily can. So, like, um, would you say... Um the uh the the dynamics of the of the army have changed like would you say that like you think that like you're still just building into shooting you're still just building into combat or you think you can do more mixed arms now do a little bit more mixed arms just because the the beastmen via coalition are now a little bit cheaper so if you wanted to do a little bit more combat you can um but i still think the basis of lists will be more or less the same you're still going to see uh, archeon with fate weaver he may have lost models he may have, like you may have lost points because of the points increase on these units uh in the army but you're not worrying about battalions anymore so i think my zinch list even though pretty much everything but pinks went up in cost in my chain show zinch list the only thing that I changed was I replaced a Lord of Change with Bellacor. Um, and otherwise, it's the same list. Um, you can't teleport anymore, but you never needed to in the first place, especially being host Arcanum and being able to scout your wizards. And now the deployment zones are usually closer anyway, so it's even better for lists like that. Um, and yeah, the Zinch's ability to project power on a smaller board removes the need to teleport i think okay whereas before so, whereas before what, it was kind of mandatory which other units win big so coalition rules what else wins big uh, I th my main thing was been all is always been the wizards like all just the heroes in here i think and honestly i think that's what i would I, i'll probably cap it at the wizards and the pinks um at the biggest winners here and then the coalition beastman ones would you say, would you say that the heroic the heroic actions have, 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 have greatly improved 
Zinch. Like, because, I mean, for instance, like, one of the things I enjoyed at the weekend was uh, sticking Mystic Shield on Kairos, and then if anyone attacked him, I would all-out defense. So then he was basically on a three-up save, ignoring Rend 1, or if you had Rend 2, he's back to the four. So I was just, like, in a solid place. I was very happy with that. Like, it just meant that, like, some of my weaker characters was far more survivable, and the fact, and again, I took the Fate Master with the the uh, generic artifact, the Amulet of Destiny, so he had a five-up DPR. So six wounds on a five-up meant that even, like, a, a Kairos six like gift of change so six mortal wounds wasn't taking him out in the mirror so i was quite happy with that yep no that yeah so the the generic hero abilities making your lords of change and your your, your heroes any of your heroes in general but mainly the lords of change um able to bring themselves back up from 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 being bracketed because their spells are based on what their wounds are at right so now that you're able to heal where you weren't before uh they're able to like if your birds do get into combat or into it, they do get shot at by something that you're not that you weren't trying to have them get shot at by or fought by. Um, you can now bring yourself back up to their top bracket, which allows you to do for the Lord to change nine dice on uh, nine dice on three ups, do a mortal wound each, or Fate Weaver six flat mortals, which after three or four wounds it drops down to D six. So you really want that to be six at all times and being able to plus one save plus two save into Fate Weaver or three. Yeah. Well, plus three. Yeah. Well, plus three save into Fate Weaver. If you, uh, if you really wanted to, um, with plus one to wound in combat, you're now giving these monsters the ability to actually do better damage in combat. Fate Weaver is a three up, three up to hit and wound for most of his profiles. And for one of his profiles, it's three up, two up. Mm -hmm. Uh, so now you're being able to give them all out, uh, attack. So plus one to hit. So two up, two up with Fate Weaver. Uh, and two up to wound with uh, with one of his weapons, and then if you um, the finest hour him, he's now a two plus two plus with five attacks at rend one two damage. Uh, if he takes the flaming weapon spell, I suppose no, he he can't take the flaming or no, yeah, well, Fate Weaver can have the flaming weapon because one of your generic heroes can have the flaming weapon spell, and he knows all friendly spells within eighteen. No, he only knows so he only could be war scroll spells. Is it war, war scroll? scroll spells? Gotcha. Yeah, so he can't, but, he can't um, know it. But Lord of Change can. Yeah. Yeah. You right. can make a fight in Lord and of Change. And he's still... And he, yeah, and I always used to... Like, I always took the sword anyway before because he, if he got into combat, he'd need, he'd need a way out. And the, the shooty stick didn't do much. It was too random with 2d6 attacks. And so having a Ren 2 3, three damage weapon in his back pocket was always just nice. Now we could have... A four damage weapon at Ren two, hitting on threes, wounding on twos. It's pretty impressive. What um with four attacks. So so just to, just to go over it again, big winners characters from Zinch generally, especially casting and just all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, big big. Well, even even the non casting ones now because you can take the books, but like the book relic to make anyone a wizard. Already wrote myself a list where my Fate Master is also a wizard. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, and then he's next to Cog, so now he's a two-cast wizard, and I'm like, what is this? What madness exists? Because that's a hundred percent like, so that's giving full rerolls to your twenty or thirty pinks in front of you, being a two-cast wizard, so he can stick Mystic Shield on them or on himself, and he's also a mortal as well, which gives him access to the mortal spells because most of the good wizards are demons. And then, uh, like Joe yep. says, you run out of spells. So if you're just like, cool, I'm just going to get more spells, like, it's in it's insanity. So, yeah. So, characters, super good. 
Um, they're in a good position. Battle line pinks, you think, are in a great place as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah. so what are the losers, do you think? Like, like what has gone badly for Zinch? Because I do think some stuff has gone badly. What do you think's happened? So I think the one of my favorite units before was the Exalted Flamer. And I still love the Exalted Flamer just because the shooting profile is great, whether he's in a turn, turn configuration or not, just because he's rend one, 18 inches, six attacks, D3 damage apiece, um, plus one hit if you're if you're shooting a horde unit. Like he's still really good, but he went up like 40 points, 30 points, something like that. Like a lot more than I think you should have. Well, I mean, he's he's still worth the points, but now I think he's he was my summoning unit, my go-to summoning unit, and now I don't think I would bring him on purpose. It would just be um, as a summoning uh, like unit choice. So I'd have four maybe in my box to summon in throughout the game uh, via fate points, just because having that extra shooting is nice, but his point cost for that shooting is not worth it anymore. So I think the po- price hikes on those were pretty... There's also, like a, a really, uh, there's also a really big kind of um, win that we didn't discuss, in that the points of everything going up is great, but we je- because of COGS, we get more summoning points, so we're already summoning more. And COGS went down. Uh, COGS went down, which is important, but like generally we're casting more spells, which means we're getting more summoning points, unlike other people. But the cost of our summons haven't, hasn't gone up, so it's still 12 points to summon that Exalted fe- uh, Flamer. Right, but like we're getting those twelve points easier, but in-game value has also gone up. Those twelve points equate to more points on the board, right? Because they're more expensive. Yes. So there's more. Like the economy is better. Like we're getting more and we're buying cheaper. Like it's going really well. Like in my opinion, um, and like and especially with that uh, and the buying cheaper part too. Like a lot of our stuff went up, sometimes forty, like thirty-five to forty points, but the um, but we lost 180 point battalion on top of that. Yes. So our pinks went down five points, and we lost 180 point battalion, and cogs went down. So like, if you brought three squads of pinks, you just saved 15 points. You saved another 40 ish points on cogs, and you lost 180 point battalions. So you have about 200 plus points to work with in points increases everywhere else. Which... So if we if go on. Karen, sorry. Yeah, so so like realistically, so from before, like I said, my list basically stayed the same. Losing the 180 point battalion and the price hikes, I kept around the same model count, the same units. And I think my list, I actually added 10 more pinks than I was using before. As I think I had two squads of screamers and one squad of pinks, and now I have two squads of pinks and one squad of screamers. So I actually increased my model count by 50 yeah. between the last edition and the current edition. I just can't teleport. Oh no. Um, question, because I think it's important to kind of like for people who might be new, why is it you all were always taking pinks? Why weren't you taking Karakalakalites? Because some people were taking some Karakalakalites a bit. Like, so the battle line options in Zinch are, what are they? And why w- would you always see pinks mainly? So we got Zangors, which are, um, semi-fast foot combat troops. Um, just combat specialists only, basically. We had Karakalakalites. Had a little bit of combat, had an 18 inch shooting attack, um, four up, four up, or they three up, three up now, something like that. Um, one, uh, no rend one damage. I think you could give them a battalion that gave them rend one, and you could cast a spell that gave them plus one to hit. So, yeah, they were four up, three up. You could get cast a spell that came on their profile to make them a three up, three up, 
and then you could take a battalion or a faction they can make them run one um they are 100 points for a wizard that only could give themselves plus one to hit unlike uh, luminous realm lord wizard units where they can take faction like lore spells these guys can only have their plus one to hit spell or plus one rend whichever it was um and the uh yeah thanks angle yep um and but they were six up save or five up save six up funeral pain if they had shields which they were gonna have um but they were yeah bravery five pretty low output unit unless you took a whole bunch of them and you needed to specialize into them and take a battalion for them um for them to be actually effective otherwise they were just a cheap battle line and you could find cheaper battle line elsewhere in the book um that being in host arcane like we said before you could have screamers uh screamers i think is uh were one of the other battle line choices that you would actually see versus pinks just because they're fast and their faction that was based on them uh can make them actually hit pretty well and survive uh with the plus one save plus one rend on that unit and they could hunt monsters slash wizards pretty well um for the screamers so you'd see them every now and then flamers you'd be only they're only battle line in eternal configuration and that's where you'd want to see them anyway because they got plus one rend but they're pretty expensive and they're low model count three models per unit at 120 and 140 um with two wounds a piece and a five up so again pretty fragile uh and then you would have pinks at the most expensive being about 220 points but for every pink that you'd kill, you get two blues. And for every blue that you kill, you get a brimstone base. So your 10 pinks that you buy at 220 would be around 50 plus models throughout the game. Uh, and you would be able to bring back pinks if they died. And you could bring back, uh, which would then give you every pink that you brought back with via spell or ability built into the war scroll. Or however you brought them back, you would have, add five models per time that you brought a pink back instead of just one. Um, and for 220 points, yes, it's expensive, but they shot, they casted spells, and they were a huge just model platform on the table. Yeah, I think you've answered that really well. Uh, okay, what about uh, other losers, do you think? Uh, my favorite one to talk about is on Disc, who's now an ally uh, because of okay. how the coalition rules work. Um, since he does not have the market chaos keyword, he that's a prerequisite to getting the Zinch keyword. He doesn't get to just like have it because he has the Zinch keyword, so he's now just an ally. <clears throat> so he can't take lore spells anymore. Yes, he's cheaper than the one on foot, but it's because he's no longer in the fa- in the faction that's based around the god that he's in. So until that gets FAQ'd or ratted or whatever, um, you say that he's in, he's out, and he's just an ally. So he doesn't get any of the lore spells. Uh, so I think he's probably the biggest loser because he would usually be the caddy for. Demon Fire Rift, if you ever saw him, if you ever saw that spell in a, like in a list, it was either him or it was Arcan. One of the two. You never saw the foot one realistically unless someone needed points. And if you needed points, you were taking something else. Um, so I think he was the biggest loser. Even though he went down in points, he's just not. He's, he's now an ally. So he takes up space for like Bellacore, which his summoning is good, the Gaunt Summoners, but I'd rather have Bellacore. I'm going to take an ally that's over 200 points yeah and and really doesn't bring much to the table anymore as well and also why would you bring like i guess yeah. when you could like drop a unit of 10 pinks from a unit so basically he was effectively free like i mean even five pinks even five pinks um like his 25 wounds yeah. and it's a thing 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, like if you were like Jacob Berry saying, it's like if you're going to ally anything, then it's going to be Bellacore. Like if you want that like crazy control deck, but then you might flip it the other way. You might go Legion of the First Prince, start with Bellacore, include all the things that you get there because you get a teleport. That's one of the things that I found a little bit different. And then you would get the guy on disc anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> So like you, can... just, he's not in Zinch though. Like that, like that's why he lost. Fuck him. He's out of the book. Yeah, and also I don't know why you wouldn't play in Zinch <laughs> at the minute because Zinch has got some of the best summoning available in game right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we see an FAQ for summoning because you can go crazy. Uh, like I say, I haven't even tried to write a summoning list yet, but you one hundred percent can write yourself a summoning list, and you can go crazy oh, with the yeah. crazy with the points. Uh, one of the questions that we had asked Joe, because um, is that all of your losers? Do you think generally? Yeah, I think everyone else, like, the, the Beastmen went up in points, but then they went down in points in the Beastmen book, and you can coalition them in. So you just take them currently, take the coalition versions, because um, nothing's stopping you from taking those. And then everything else in the book mainly is a wizard or a hero, um, or it could be battle line. So I think, I think the price hike on blues and brims kind of sucks, but the price decrease on pinks, makes up for it you're never going to take a blue or brim squad now anyway like they're just too expensive um and screamers are still good but they went up another 20 points they probably like i would say that they definitely deserved it because they're really good and really cheap but that's kind of a bummer uh but it's not the end of the world so that that's a loss but they didn't lose anything especially since everything else went down or you saving on the battalion anyway so okay so one of the most competitive armies in Age of Sigmar 2 last year, GHB 2020. Uh, Joe, how do you rate them now? Do you think that they're do you think they're big winners or they like have they only got better? Yeah, I mean losing the battalion might bum some people out. Um, but uh, as a friend of friend of ours, Brad uh, Dan Bradshaw uh, has said that if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. So if you're nothing like if you can't play Zinch without change hosts, like maybe play something else. Like, the army is good enough as is. It didn't need change host, and it especially these days with plus one cast, plus one spell per dude, cheaper pinks. Like, the army is so good anyway that you're sitting in a, as a top-tier book. You're, you're fine. You don't need to teleport. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I so, would, yeah, it definitely came out on top. Definitely. I would say the one thing that it feels like a weakness is that you really, like, raw output is still an issue. Like, and if you get paired into Spell Ignore, which is something that can happen, then you lose a lot of your... And it's still a mid-range book. Like, it's still a slow book if you don't take stuff to make it fast. Uh, but unlike everything else, it can build a magical castle better than anyone, I think, because of the pinks. Um, uh, but how it plays... So it plays the primary scenario pretty well. I'm not sure it plays the secondary super well because you can't commit. And I do wonder if it's got an issue with armor in the game. Um, like and it, whether or not arm might go through it, so we'll see how it balances out in the in the rub, basically. Um, uh, also, some pretty key. I would say Kairos is probably if I if I can throw in ten cents here, Joe. I would say that Kairos is the winner from the edition, like the whole winner. And I'll, I'll, I'll my reason. I'll, I'll give my reason as to why. When you're trying to do a battle tactic, I'm going to go do conquer, which is I'm going to go grab that objective off my opponent. I've got close, yeah? I need a three-inch charge. Boom. I've rolled a three. I've rolled a one and a two. No, you haven't. You haven't got the model on the objective. I win two victory points. Well, you don't get two. Like, he's the best denial of a battle tactic available, I think, in the whole game right now. Like, that's going to be the... Uh, 
the the key, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe and he not, always but... was. Yeah, it's, and, but it's great, but now, it, but now it's worth more, I think. Yeah, because there's more missions now. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because the secondaries are more important. The secondaries are once per turn versus once per game. And the fact that he's even better, he's more survivable, his dice flip is going to affect more things. Like, obviously only one thing per game, but if that one thing is the primary and their battle tactic and potentially their their um their like their army mission is insane and he's healing every turn if he needs to be so yeah he's probably next to marathi the best 400 points that you can spend on something okay he's yeah. more than 400 but yeah i think he's i think besides marathi i think it's i think it's like him and marathi are like right here for uh, sure. also like mandolis is saying because i've done this already turning nagash into a uh, a failed casting role on his first spell Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable I'm, tech. I, I I definitely have a friend locally who's like, so you're gonna be playing Zinch, right? And I'm like, yes, I'll be playing Zinch. He's like, well, I guess I can't bring the gash then. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, because he's, he's he's refusing to play the gash because one person locally has fate week. <laughs> yeah. So just to let you know <laughs> why, like, no. if you roll a double one um, on a casting roll, uh, then what happens is you can't cast any more spells and you take D3 mortal wounds. Now, Nagash casts eight spells and he's able to generate loads of spells, which is obviously big thumbs. Big thumbs, uh, generally. However, um, if he rolls a, a one and a three, Kairos got the ability to change the result of a dice roll. Now, it's not every dice roll. There are certain things. It's on his wall scroll. You can go read it um, on the app before it goes away, sad face. Um, and uh, the uh, and you can so I know. As soon as you see him roll a one, you can turn the other one to a one. It shuts down all of his casting, which is massive for the rest of the turn. And for a thousand point model, it means that you're really shutting them down in a pretty significant way. Um, so He went down five points. He's 995 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, wow. I went, oh, so thank God. A thousand was way too many points. Uh, right, Joe, Joe, talk to me about uh, lists in Age of Sigmar 3 for Zinch. What are you thinking? So what I ran before was Host Arcanum Change Host with Fate Weaver. Um, what I'm running now is Host Arcanum No Battalion with Fate Weaver. Uh, so it's Fate Weaver, um, Fate Weaver Change Caster, Blue Scribes, Cursling, because he's a two, and he's an extra two spells from the mortal side, which is nice. Ally and Bellacore, two squads of ten pinks, a squad of three screamers, shackles, geminids, and cogs, and all that fits into the one drop battalion plus the warlord auxiliary one that gives you the either or option to take an extra spell. To take an extra enhancement, which you take as an extra spell. So everyone's got two extra spells instead of just the one. And your four-drop list. And you can scout D3 flying units before the game starts. Fate Weaver is incredible for that with a four-cast monster these days. Um, plus you have Bellacore. And the only thing I missed in that list, I think, was the plus one to cast for a Lord of Change. So it'd be interesting to see if you could find that somewhere else. But uh, that's my current list. You're going to see... Fate Weaver and Archon list still because they're still that good. Um, and yeah, the, the hero phase sounds like a lot, and but once you get it down, like you can go through it pretty quick. So fast. And the rest of your turn's nothing. 
like any and like even if you don't get through that fast like your rest of your turns nothing so you're like i hear my whole hero phase or i move three things pass and that's all you need um so that i think the the arcane list will still be around you're gonna see a ton of fate weaver lists the list is gonna start with fate weaver fill in the rest Mm -hmm. that's it you're gonna see 70 pinks armies with an army with two 30-man squads of pinks and then another 10-pack of pinks, 1,500 points. Pick a couple heroes. You're going to see it. Like, I know <laughs> you're it's shaking glorious. your head. No, I'm not s- against it. I'm only for it. <laughs> you can do. Ho- I'm going to hold two objectives. Well, no. See, actually, I think two 30s is weak. But, like, because you can CP, so you can make one immune to battle shock forever. So that one 30 is good. I think another 30 is unnecessary. And I think actually 30 is unnecessary. I think 20 is fine. You could do 20-20. You save yourself 400 points. Yeah. And then you could also remind yourself. Someone will be like, oh, my God, what have you got? You'll be like, I've got 20-20. Remember the worst year of all of our lives. This is what I've got on the board. <laughs> it's the worst game of your life. Uh, but sorry, Joe, please continue. Uh, I mean, people are talking about Guild of Summoner. Someone asked if it's going to be good in this edition. Yeah. Um, I think... I think summoning Lords of Change uh, only as your only ability to summon is not good. Um, I don't think you have enough forward projection from that. But if you are taking Guild of Summoners and you happen to have 70 pinks, uh, you do have a Relic, Rob, that's a 12-inch holy within Ignore Battleshock. I know know there is. I know. I just didn't (laughs) want to talk about it. I thought if I didn't mention it, no one would run 60 pinks. Like... That's what I'd mention. That's all I'd say. That's all I'd say. I don't know. Also, the board presence yeah. of... Uh, there's 32 more bases, right? So the board presence of pinks is mental. Like, it's such a massive unit. Like, just... And and to be honest, it's one of the best units to... If you don't want to deal with, um, with coherency, like the new coherency rules, pinks are, like, the best for it. Because you got your three little triangles, two little triangles on the end, and then your whole line across... When you lose a pink, you put two blues in the way. Done. <laughs> You're still in coherency. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Go about your business. <laughs> yeah, it's madness. Madness available for, for Zinch. Okay, so thanks, Joe. Appreciate having you on the show. Uh, we can find you. You write articles for Goonhammer, right? That's correct? Yep, I do. Um, I So I'm the joke on Goonhammer and then uh, J-O-E-K. It's punny, and then uh, my Patreon Titan Wargaming as well. I've got that. There you go. So you can go and find out. Or Joe's also going to be playing at an event this weekend. So if you are somewhere in the uh, Minnesota area, you're in Minnesota, uh, then you can go and hang out with him. I'm sure you've already seen him at all of the Katy Perry after parties, uh, which I imagine Joe attends (laughs) religiously. Uh... (laughs) It's. Katy Perry and MCR, you, you know how you it know is. It. You know it, plus mashups <laughs> singles of that. Uh, so, Joe, thanks very much for being yeah. on the show. If you guys have enjoyed this, this is one of many faction reaction shows where I talk to players who know what they're talking about from the different factions so they can give me their insights. Um, there's still loads to talk about with all of the different factions, so I'll be coming back to these later on. We've got another round of... How many are you through? Pardon me? How many are you through? We've only done five. There's like 20 to go. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. I like it. Simba. Like it's really no, it's really fun like listening to like we've had like you've been amazing obviously but like everyone who we've had on like Math Mallow like Math Mallow's only been playing Silver for like 2 years straight. Like this guy like is like he knows every single thing 
always so like you like wet like you know you've got um uh smorgan who's done like a hundred reps of games in the past year like you can't really ask for better like i'm learning like i'm listening and learning this is the i'm just get to ask the questions everyone else is on the podcast like why didn't you ask this bloody question and i'm like good point so i'm learning uh so if you guys do have questions <laughs> that you'd think you'd like to ask um like if we ever revisit these like or we do them more in depth which is the plan in the future i'd like to hear about it obviously you can leave them in comments you could get to us at twitter on facebook this is a live twitch show uh so do that and it's all been uh, brought to you by everyone on the Oswald gamer patreon uh because we don't take sponsorship rob is live he's not a figment of our imagination yeah yeah this is all so it far. is uh thanks joe uh, it's been a delight i'll see you guys soon if you are watching live right now quick one i will be back at midday with mr budtastic guy he's on a journey a journey to a tournament and he's going to talk about his experiences doing that uh looking for his first three we two. like fantastic yeah guy. we like fantastic guy he's gonna he's he's focusing his first it's, three two at an event is what he's going for that's what he's focusing on is he your friend or your pal uh, uh oh, he's my bud <laughs>